Welcome to another episode of The Rebel Dentist. This is Gabriel Ruiz. Kim Ruiz. <clears throat> Amy Poland. And uh, today, uh, a subject that we really don't think about quite often and probably should think a little bit more. Uh, definitely, Amy tried to get us to think about it uh, in time, and, and we never did. <laughs> so, uh, learn from your mistakes. Uh, it, but this is, this is something that, that it's true of any business. Now, when we started one of our startups, I remember this word being thrown around everywhere. Uh, we would talk to investors, we would talk to people, and it's kind of a, kind of a buzzword, is that the right term for it, you mm -hmm. know? Yes. Uh, so people just kind of throw it around, not necessarily maybe meaning, knowing what it means, uh, but I think I, I, I feel like I now understand why it's perhaps such an important part. And that buzzword is exit strategy. Um, so technically two, but yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> bus words, okay. Bus okay. term, can we do right, bus, bus term? Phrase. Bus phrase. <laughs> uh, exit strategy, and uh, in what exactly is an exit strategy? Well, I guess it's um, how you're going to step away eventually. Yeah. Moving out and having all of your ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah, planning ahead. And I think that's, that's the biggest key part to it, is planning ahead. Now, some of the reasons why we don't think of exit strategy is because most of the time, whether it is in dentistry or it is in a startup, you're thinking, man, I'm in this for the long haul, right? Uh, and I think that's especially true of dentistry, where you commit yourself to a community, uh, more than anything else. You know, a business that is not a dental business, let's say an internet business, can follow you wherever you go. But when it comes to being a dentist, you're committing a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of effort into one single community. So the thought of getting up and going is not something that you ever really want to think about. I don't know. I've told my dad that uh, more and more dentists nowadays are moving around. And you talk to some and they were here for a few years and here for a few years, own their own business, work for somebody else, work for another person. So it's it's happening more and more that people are moving around. I think so. And it's something that we need to kind of from the beginning think about. How are we going to exit if we ever need to? Yes. That thought process needs not only to, I mean, in you all's case, um, if you're planning on moving around somewhere, I mean, obviously you have to think about your exit strategy, but this will also apply to dentists that are retiring, what they need to think of before they retire. Absolutely. And, and I think you also have to, you're, you're saying, okay, I, pl I plan to never move. Um, in I'm just getting started or I got started 10 years ago. You know, I'm not planning on moving, but you might be in with another dentist that might need to retire at some point. So you don't have to just think about it for yourself, but you need to be able to think about it for the people that are, are going to be around you. And I guess this is, this is one of the good things. I think number one, let's start with this. I think number one is you need to give yourself time, okay? So you need to think ahead of time. What are those moments in my life where even if I'm not planning on there being an exit for my practice, 
a, a, a change might happen anyway. And then you need to be able, because what you will discover is that it's not something you can do from one day to the next. Uh, there is a lot of entanglement that needs to be taken care of, especially if your practice is... <laughs> unless you are an old-time dentist, you're like, I'm out, and that's it. Um, yeah. But if you are a, a dentist um, that is in a rural area, this is extra important to you. Um, as we have found out, it is a tough area for you to walk away from, okay? And, and the biggest challenge is finding somebody to replace you in a rural area. And, and I would recommend that there, there will be an article on one of one, another site, uh, theruraldentist.com, explaining the, the particular challenges of a rural dental practice and exiting. And you can always check also uh, Rebel Dentist. There's going to be another article in there about, uh, about exiting strategies. But if you are in a rural area, you better be planning way in advance what you are going to do. And uh, so I think it's doable. I think it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, there's options. There's many options out there. But you're going to give yourself so much more, uh, make this less stressful if you're able to think ahead. So some of the things that I have come up with that might be triggers that you should start planning ahead for are things like the obvious one, retirement. You're planning on retiring. Uh, you know, it's, it's coming up in a few years. You might want to start, what would you say, I mean, maybe, maybe two to three years ahead of time? If you're in a rural area, definitely at least no less than two, no less, three, yeah. To start looking, and, and you might want to even take some elements that start almost as soon as you, as soon as you start your practice, be already thinking towards the future. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, one of the things that you want to make sure is that by the time that you're done, you know, you don't owe anything. And this is applicable to anybody. As soon as you don't know anything, hey, worst case scenario, you get up, you walk away, and that's the end of it, you know? Uh, so, so, you know, from the beginning, you want to think of it that way. We don't like the feeling of being tied down, you know, having no options. And I think that's one of the reasons why many dentists, we say that it's a high, or people say that it's a high stress situation. I think one of the reasons that can contribute to that is the feeling that, look, you're stuck, you know, you are married to this job and to this location. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's one of the things. So I think anytime that you're getting to retire, obviously you want to look into that. I think moments in life of transition in life, okay, are times that if you know a transition in your life is coming up, okay, it might be a good idea to start thinking, how, if something was to happen, how can I exit, okay? So it might be hitting a certain age in your life, you know, when you're reaching your 40s, your 50s, uh, you may get an itch to do something else, okay? Plan ahead of time what's going on. It might be your children going up to college, okay? Um, 
All of those things are things that might trigger, even though you have no plans for change, might trigger a need for you to exit your practice. So a more fun phrase for exit strategy would be get the F out strategy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be just just to get the the heck GFTO, right? Um, you know, your GFTO strategy. Kind of have to have a... Uh, a go bag ready, <laughs> let's just say, um, so that you can go ahead and, and do that and not feel like, this is something I heard recently uh, from somebody, and, and they, they were dentists their whole lives, and, and they said, look, uh, we, I was miserable quite often in my practice, but I stuck it out. And people around me were knew I was miserable and I was making them miserable. But look, it was my job to stick it out, and, and I just had to have to stick with it. And you know, and make it to retirement. Make it to retirement. Is that really the kind of life that you want to live, where you are just getting by and you you know living to retirement? Yes, and and, and making your the people around you life is too short for that. Life is too short for that. You need to be able to say, if I need to walk away, can I walk away? Um, so I think definitely retirement, definitely changes in life, um, you know, that that might require that. I mean, it might be a divorce coming up. You, you know that this, this relationship is not working and this is going to be a stressful moment. Who knows what's going to happen? Hey, even if you're planning on sticking around, go ahead and set up a, start thinking about bringing somebody in. Worst case scenario, you, you, you find somebody and you go, look, I don't need you after all, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that is much better than to wait until the last moment and be trying to find, you know, that person. What happens if you cannot, well, let's, let's start with some strategies, long-term strategies. I think one of the long-term strategies, especially if you are in a rural area, is grooming somebody to take your place. What do you guys think? You mean starting when they're young? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you see that one patient that just absolutely goes crazy for the dentist, okay? And, you know, most, most kids are not that way. Okay? I've seen a few. But you see a few. Mm -hmm. uh, that may be a good time for you to kind of take them under your wing, invite them to maybe spend a day at the office and be, you know, a pretend dentist. Uh, you're going to want to find somebody who is local to your area. They're more likely to return to your area if they have family ties already there. I, I don't want to... You know, quite often what ends up happening with this kind of situation is your own children, okay, will grow up to be a dentist and they can come and take over your practice. Uh, so that's, that is something, but there's no guarantee there. Um, this is a Yes, go ahead. I want Amy. to interrupt and say, dentists that are listening, please open your minds to rural areas. There's, there's more opportunity uh, and I, I think it's so sad that people want to focus on big cities. They want to be there, and that's where they want to practice. Um, but that's not where 
that's not where everyone's needed. No, and, and that's not necessarily Probably. where you're going to make the most money. In rural areas or profitable. Yes, yes. Um, and I just I just finished an article, and that one's already up on uh, the rural dentist on informing you what the benefits and the challenges are to a rural practice versus city practice. And in my personal opinion, there is a lot more benefits to a rural practice than there are benefits to a city practice, you know, and, and there's lots of things. And maybe we need to make an episode of just mm-hmm. talking about rural practices and, so. and the benefits of them and some of the challenges, because as a software company, we have had the privilege of being in big cities and we have under, we have seen what challenges, big challenges there are in, in being a dentist in a big city. With patient load, small yeah. patient load being the number one it's, factor. It's, it's really, it's really tough. So, so finding a dentist is going to be difficult for the rural area. Grooming somebody, going ahead and 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 setting up somebody to do this, will be a, a benefit. One of the biggest challenges, and and I have been reading up in some places, uh, New Zealand, for example, they're having a really hard time getting. It happens everywhere. I think it happens everywhere in the developed world. Uh, they're really having a hard time finding dentists to come and work, or or medical professionals, to work in the dental office. And one of their solutions that they're doing over there is trying to get a dentist, um, get a school started in the countryside. Because that's one of the biggest challenges. Dentists go over to a big city experience the life of the big city you know doing air quotes over here and then don't want to go back and then you end up with cities that are oversaturated with dentists um and and people that don't want to do it in the country so you know if there's somebody a head of a dental school out there people we need in the united states we need a rural dentist specialty okay that is in a school that has a rural setting. And it's, it's possible to do it. Here in Tennessee, I can think of several major universities that are located in podunk towns, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that we need. If you want people to stay there, to come to this rural dentist, there's going to have to be a change. There's going to have to be a shift um, in that. So... Training somebody ahead of time, get, making sure that you that you encourage people. But I can think of one example with our own dental practice where we kind of did that with one person and she went to dental school and when she got done, she wanted to be in a big city, even though she has family over here. So that's no guarantee yeah, that you're going to find somebody. Those. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, so, so that's one of the solutions and you kind of want to cover all your bases. Um, the next one is going to be to start recruiting, right? Yes. And this yes. you have to do, say, three years ahead of time. Um, you know, try to get yourself a associate dentist. And I don't know what these dental schools that exist, what they push. But, it, you know, even the newly emerging, they just they don't want to go to a rural area. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and... They're all, well, most of, a lot of them are going to corporate dental and then they're there a year or two and they jump ship. <laughs> that's, that's another show altogether, okay? That's definitely another other show altogether. But 
But that's yes. another exit strategy is go to corporate and sell your practice. Very true. That is another exit strategy. And once again, you have to plan ahead because if you try to sell your practice to corporate, they're going to want you to stay in that practice from two to three years. And that gives you a clue of how long it takes to find a replacement. They are planning that finding a replacement for you is going to take two to three years. So being able to do this is something that, that you have to plan ahead. You have to think ahead of what are you going to do? How are you going to exit this practice? Um, in bigger cities, it's a lot easier. Uh, but that's definitely one of the challenges. Um, what to expect? Because this is something that, you know, the next option is to sell your practice. And once again, you need to have options. You need to do it way ahead of time. Set up, you know, think about doing it three years ahead of time, two years ahead of so time. So not this six is, months? No, not six months ahead of time. Um, but I think you need to be clear as to what to expect because I know from talking to a couple of dentists in the area who retired and sold their practice that they are expecting way too much for what money they're going to get money-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to expect that it's going to take longer. And no. you're going to get less money out of it. Yes. In, in all three dentists in this area, their exit strategy has been to bring a relative in. And then walk out the door. And then yeah. walk out and the say, door. say, see ya. Yes. Um, and they have very unrealistic expectations. I have learned that selling a practice is like selling a house. The number is going to be what it's not going to be, and it doesn't matter what you think about it. Yes. You're not going to get You're not going to get the amount. No. The banks only loan what they loan, and that's the same with houses. You are going to get a percentage of your income, right? Should well, it's more complicated. It's it's a it's he said between 70 and seven, 65 to 75 percent of your gross is more or less what it comes out to. Depending on where you're at. But I the mean, low numbers are for rural areas and right. the high numbers are for city areas. Yes. And, and the lower numbers go lower than that. Okay. I would say that realistic from looking at that list, remembering yeah. uh, that he showed us of all the, all the prices of the practices that have sold, you know, you could get as little as 50 percent. Of your yearly income. And that's based on numbers. That's not a random Yeah, and, and this is gonna be what people are willing to pay. So it's not and a matter what the banks are willing to love. It, it doesn't matter that you think your practice is worth, you know a million dollars. A million dollars. <laughs> Fantastic. You know <laughs> you have worked really hard and yes, your practice should be worth a million dollars. I mean, we have put a lot besides all the money that we have put into this practice. And you have put into your practice, there's all the sweat equity that you have put into there. Mm -hmm. And and yes, you deserve a million dollars, but guess what? The bank doesn't care. That's right. And so cosmetic dentistry somewhere in California, you're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get that. that Exactly. And so so you are not don't expect the money that you're gonna make from your practice should not be your exit strategy. Does that make sense? You should not expect to walk away with your money and just retire and live on it. Is exactly. that what you're saying? Exactly. It's probably not going to be enough. In, 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 in let's say, let's talk about in selling the practice, okay, and planning ahead. Well, what happens if you sell it before you're ready to go? You know? 
like I said in the past, all of these things, hey, if you say, no, I don't want to sell them, that's it. You know, that's fine. So you can always walk away from that. You cannot, you can instantly say, no, this is not what I want. You cannot instantly say, I want to move and find, find a buyer for your practice. So, you know, that's one of the choices. But I think there's, there's choices out there for a dentist who is exiting, and maybe this transitions into what are your choices if you have to exit? Because there's some exit things where you are, have, are not going to have any forethought, you know? What happens disability, if it's a disability, like you know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a person in your family, uh, you know, it requires more help of you than you had before, you know? The, the dentist that we had here several years ago that he had another dentist, thankfully he had another dentist in practice with him, but remember he had a stroke. Yeah. And just, I mean, he died, unfortunately, yeah. that I'm sure it was not part of his exit strategy. <laughs> you don't plan on dying as your exit well, strategy. Well, that's what I told my girls um, a month or so ago was, I could die in a car accident, you know. That's, uh, There's no guarantee. I'm not going uh, you know, to 100%. And that's not something that you're going to sit around and think about. So but his it can family, happen. I'm just thinking of, you know, his family, if that other dentist had not been there and said, yeah, I'm willing to buy this, your family's going to be sitting there going, oh, crap. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you had... If you had um, life insurance, for example, then hopefully maybe that pays for everything out. Mm-hmm. And I remember one dentist in the area that just walked away. Um, you know, yeah, his, I, think just, his, I think his wife yeah, died and he couldn't deal. And he couldn't deal and he, and just, he, just, he just walked, walked away. away. And you can do that if you have planned ahead. If you don't owe, if you have a, you know, a, a insurance policy that is going to take care of that. But going mm-hmm. around to that, another choice, there are businesses out there whose job is to place dentists. Temp agencies. Temp agencies for dentists. A lot of them. And uh, and so there are options out there. And let's say that you have a practice and you say, look, you know, in a few years, I want to retire. I think that's probably the most likely one, okay? I want to retire in four or five years, and I don't know if somebody's going to buy my practice. Look, list it right now. If the practice sells and you're not quite ready to retire yet, you can sign up with one of these agencies and sub for, you know, the last few years that you're, you're going to be in practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are options out there. The worst feeling in the world is in, in one that leads a lot of people to anxiety. It's the feeling of I have no choice, you know? Uh, and I think Amy, I mean, Kimberly's really good with this. She always says, look, there's always a choice. It might not be a great choice, but there's mm-hmm. always a choice. And that allows you to not feel that stress of, um, of this is my only choice. I remember I studied theology to be a minister. And I remember hearing this anecdote. I don't know how real it was or not. Of, uh, the, the part that as a minister I hated the most were, were church board meetings. I hated those things. And, uh, and, you know, as we were training to be a minister, you know, we had to attend some and, and, you know, everybody would moan and groan about how terrible they were. And we heard one of my teachers say that they used to go into the, into the board meeting with a, a news ad, I mean, a, a jobs wanted ads section of the newspaper. And he would read through them just to tell himself, look, you know, this is not my only choice. This is, there's options out there. Uh, and even though that's kind of kind of a joke, why not always keep in mind that there's options and look continually look at your options 
uh, so that when the moment comes, you will not be caught unawares if you ever have to do it. We have talked to other dentists here recently who are kind of, they're, they're in stressful situations in the practices that they took over. Unfortunately, it has been people who have worked for their parents or, you know, took over their parents' practices or have relatives' practice um, and, and, and were handed. <laughs> and this is not always the case. It's definitely wasn't, it's not the case with us, but in a sense, they were handed a, a shit sandwich. And I'm sorry to say that. I, I, I heard that recently in the news, somebody who didn't want to work for Trump and, and mentioned that, that he was being handed a shit sandwich. Um, they have been handed <laughs> tough situations and, you know, they're stuck in them and it's a terrible feeling. Um, so being prepared, thinking ahead and knowing that there are options out there, okay? Uh, whether it is a temp agency or bringing in an associate uh, or if you have planned right and you have, you don't anything, owe anything in your practice, just walking away. It helps you not to be in that constant stress of, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, and, and, and it's a, you know, I mentioned the one walking away as an option. It is a tough one because you feel responsible for your employees and for, you know, for everything that you have created. But ultimately, it's things that happens in life. Businesses close all the time and employees find other places where to work and it sucks for everybody. But ultimately, you know, it's, it's going to, I would hate for a dentist to become, to prove that stupid, you know, like the only thing I knew about dentists before marrying Kimberly was that they had a high incidence of suicide, you know? Um, man, don't be a part of that incident. Uh, there's this one guy in dental town that all that he does is try to discourage other dentists from becoming dentists. I mean, that is every time that somebody asks, hey, I'm thinking about, he goes in there and he just tells them, it's the worst job in the world, don't do it, it sucks. It's, dude, you need another profession, okay? You, you need to, don't be that dentist, have a plan, have some ideas of how can you exit when the time comes. And, and go ahead, life is too short for you to live it miserable. Uh, your patients suffer, your fellow employees suffer uh, in your practice. I've heard of dentists that throw things around. Remember, we heard of one dentist that would just take the tray and just throw it, you know, when, when they were upset. Look, that's not a happy dentist. You know, that is not... Who knows how many other things, and there's going to be tough moments in our lives, right? I mean, they cannot be avoided. Mm -hmm. Why should you have your place of work be one of those when you have a choice? Um, so exit strategy. You may think you don't need it. Uh, it's kind of like insurance. You hope you never have to use it, but you should have it. So whether it is starting a new business uh, or a or starting a, a dental practice, which unfortunately many people don't consider a business. I don't know, it's a dental practice. It's not the same. I don't need the things that a regular business does. No, your startup, your business, you need those things just like anybody else does, like any other business does. And, and planning a good exit strategy is one of those things. Mm -hmm. Guys, have anything else to add? Nope, I don't think so. All right. 
guys, please make sure and comment on our on our site. You <laughs> My have any more ideas, please. Please, post please them. post them and and give them to us. If you have found a really good solution or a good service that that helped you in a moment like this, please let us know. Uh, I think the whole community would benefit from it. What was and the temp agency we ended up going with? It's uh, staff care. Staff care. Okay. They had. They were affordable. Yeah. Some of them are ridiculous. Was, yes. Yeah. Some of them are are like. Twelve grand up front. Do you think that money grows in trees? Once, I had you one know? of the one of the people that kept bombarding me, and I appreciated that he was persistent. But uh -huh. he was thirty. They were thirty three percent more expensive than the one than staff care. And I had to tell him, you know, two or three times, your barrier is your cost. It's your cost. What you're charging. So shop around. Just because you hear the first one that you, that you look at mm -hmm. says, you know, we want to have uh, $2,000 a day. Well, like, and he oh, just kept saying, now. oh, well, we, we send you better dentists. Well, yes. I don't believe that. However, <laughs> you have no clue. You're just talking out your behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to sell their product, but... Yeah, if you find a good service or, you know, um, a part that I have been a little bit disappointed with has been uh, brokers, <laughs> um, you know, if salesmen, you, salesmen yeah. brokers, free Real estate agents, you know. basically, you know, if you know of a good one, please send, send us some word, okay, because uh, I think people need to know of really good brokers that, that are there to sell your practice and are going to see the value of it and be able to talk it out to, uh, to somebody else. And... Uh, today, you. yeah. Today we're we're being sponsored by two by two things. Uh, as always, accidental, great product. Uh, we've had a couple yep. offices at themselves this year, and, and they love our product. Good for them. Um, and wise and choice. Very wise choice. The product continues to improve, get better uh, with time. It's just going to get better. It's very very easy to use. Um, somebody told me the other day, well, your software doesn't have features that other software. Like, there are no different features. I mean... Different features? What? We what do things mean? better, but it's not like we invented a new way of extracting teeth, you know? It's just... That didn't make any sense. <laughs> you're going to have to... Billing has, is only done in a couple of ways. It's billing, it's you know. Billing. It's uh, but we do it better. We do it more reliably. We do it faster. Um, and, and, and that's something that is important. Also, uh, we're being brought to you today by uh, ruraldentist.com. Uh, it's a community where you can post your, uh, once again, with my frustration of posting, finding a purchaser for this. Uh, this is this is going to be a site for those looking for and wanting to sell their rural, uh, their, their dental practice. Uh, very simple blog type setup. Uh, we won't charge you a cent to list your practice there. Uh, the cost is going to be that you write an article about uh Rural practice is a blog post. So if you can do that, contact me, Gabriel at unidentapp.com. Uh, if you want to post one or if you're interested in, in, in looking at one, uh, it's going to be the community for the rural dentist because we need a place. We need a place for the rural dentist. It it's, can be kind of isolated sometimes. And we need a group of people that say, no, look, this is this is awesome. Being a dentist in the, in the country is awesome. So, all right. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. All right, bye. 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 bye.